Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. One of the main reasons that we as Christians have conflict in our lives, conflict in our homes, conflict in our marriages, conflict on our jobs, is because we go against God's ordained structure of authority. That's not to say that our lives won't have conflict. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Colossians. While we probably wouldn't like to admit it, many of us have various struggles with authority, especially when that authority seems compromised or even worse, corrupt. However, as Pastor J.D. will teach you in his message today, many of the problems we experience in life are due to our lack of respect for various authorities. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Colossians chapter 3 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. All right, let's get to our study, Colossians chapter 3. We left off in verse 19 last week, so we'll pick it up in verse 20, and we're going to get to verse 1 of chapter 4. I hope you understand that the chapter breaks are not part of the original translations. They were added later, so uh, this is an unfortunate chapter break. Verse 1 of chapter 4 should really be uh, verse 21 of chapter 3, so we're going to treat it as such, and you'll see here in a moment why. The Apostle Paul now is continuing very practically in his writing by the Spirit to this church there in Colossae, and he says, verse 20, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, verse 21, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. Slaves, verse 22, now you have to understand in that day when this letter was written, there were many slaves. In our day we would be better served to see this not as slaves, but more like employees. So if you don't mind, I'm actually going to read it as such. Employees, (laughs) obey your earthly employers in everything, and do it not only when their eye is on you, and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since, verse 24, you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone, verse 25, who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs. And there is no favoritism 
And then verse 1, chapter 4, masters slash employers, provide your slaves slash employees with what is right and fair. And here's why. Because you know that you also have a master in heaven. So the title that I chose for today's teaching is Submitting to Authority. And I kind of went back and forth on the title, and I try not to always make a big deal about the title, but the reason I chose this title is because God has an ordained authority structure that is in our best interest to not only understand, but apply to every aspect of our lives. Here the Apostle Paul has just got done with his exhortation concerning marriage and the wife needing to submit to the authority over her to her husband. And now he is going to deal further with the family. And again, this this structure that God has ordained, and then not just for the family dynamics, but also for the workplace. Now, before we jump into this, I should probably mention that uh, it was actually last year in July, so almost a year ago, that we were in Ephesians chapter 6, where we dealt with this more in depth. Uh, in fact, it was over a period of, if I remember correctly, about three or four weeks where we talked about Christian marriage, parenting. That was a tough teaching on parenting, and uh, then also Christians in the workplace. And so uh, if you're interested in that, you can go to our website and you can download the archived teachings. You can watch it also on YouTube, and then there's also PDF file notes. But I wanted to sort of take a different approach this time to our text, even though it is very similar in many respects to what Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus. And I sense that the Lord would have me to paint the canvas with a broad brush, as it were. And let me explain why I say that. To me, one of the main reasons that we as Christians have conflict in our lives, conflict in our homes, conflict in our marriages, conflict on our jobs, is because we go against God's ordained structure of authority. That's not to say that our lives won't have conflict. It is to say that oftentimes we bring that conflict on ourselves, and we do so needlessly. 
And this happens chiefly when the husband isn't submitted to the Lord. And then even the wife is not submitted to the husband. This is God's ordained structure in the home. Jesus is the head of the home, the head of the husband, the husband, the head of the wife, the covering of the wife. The parents are the authority over the children. That's God's ordained authority structure. And the same thing is true with children submitting to the authority of their parents. And then even further employees, their employers. And then even further, the same holds true with the authority structure within the church. Listen to what the writer of Hebrews says in chapter 13, verse 17. He says, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. Why? Because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Oh my goodness. You know, I'm going to have to give an account one day as the pastor of this church, as are those who are in positions of leadership, because we've been given this authority to watch over the flock of God. It's a tremendous responsibility. And listen to this, the writer of Hebrews goes on to say, and I hope you don't think that me emphasizing this is self-serving, but he says, do this so that their work as leaders, as pastors, will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. In other words, submit to the leadership and the authority as God's ordained structure within the church. Don't be a problem. (laughs) Don't be a burden. Be a joy. Let, Let your being a part of that church body be a joy to those who have been given the charge to watch over you. Don't make our job even harder than it already is. There I said it, now I feel better. (laughs) In Jesus' name. I heard an illustration a number of years ago that I think would be apropos here, and it speaks to what the writer of Hebrews is saying about it being of no benefit to you. In other words, by submitting to the authority that God has placed in your life, it's for your benefit. It's for your good. Think of it this way, by way of illustration. You know those lines and those signs on the highway? They are there for our benefit, for our good. Think with me for a moment. If you were to take away all the signs and all the lines, what would happen? chaos would ensue, right? 
those signs, that structure, those guidelines ordained are there for us to keep everything in order. Now, if you disobey them, rebel against them, are unwilling to submit to them, what's going to happen? You're going to crash and burn. Back in 1997, I was just thinking about this. In fact, uh, this sister that's visiting with us here today reminded me uh, about uh, when we were in Egypt, in Cairo, Egypt. Let me tell you something. You have not lived until you've been in a car on the road in Cairo, Egypt. Oh, they have lines, they have signs, but (laughs) nobody, nobody obeys them. I, this is not an exaggeration. I asked my aunt, who lives in Giza, I asked her, why are there so many people that are, you know, on crutches? They have no legs, they're missing an arm, they're missing a leg. And she told me it's because cars hit them. I thought, wow, that's, that's crazy. So she had installed on her car a horn that you would have on those big, you know, 18-wheelers. I mean, you honk this horn and, well, I'll just let you use your imagination. You just need to change your clothes afterwards because it's so loud. But you have to in order to survive because it's complete chaos. Nobody's obeying the signs and staying within the lines. And this is why it's of no benefit to us. And I wonder sometimes in our Christian homes if we're not walking around on crutches because we've gone against that which was and is ordained by God. There's no order. Our marriages, our homes, our families are riddled with conflict and chaos. No peace, no harmony. Many a Christian family and Christian church with it has crossed the line as it were, or disobeyed the sign, which is why it is that conflict always ensues. Thankfully, the text that we have here, it provides us with the answer as to how it is that we can bring peace and harmony back into our lives, back into alignment with God's ordained authority structure. Now, I realize this might come off as an oversimplification, but the answer to many of our problems has to do with our perspective, and I'll expound on that and why I say that. It's who we view 
we are to submit to. Let me say the same thing in a different way. It's how do we view who we are submitting to? So one might say, well, I ain't going to submit to my husband if he only knew what my husband was like. I'm not going to submit to my boss if he only knew what my boss was like. I mean, you can go on and on. You can take that as far down that road as you want, but you do so to your own peril. Here's the answer. You're not submitting to them. That boss, you're not submitting to them. That husband, that jerk of a husband, wives, don't elbow your husbands. No, I'm I'm just looking to make sure that you don't do that. (laughs) You're not submitting to him. You're doing it as unto the Lord, not man. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do. This is what God has commanded us to do. Notice with me, in verse 20, children are to obey their parents. Why? Because it's pleasing to the Lord. In verse 22, employees are to be sincere. Why? Because it's out of reverence for the Lord. In verse 23, we're to work with all our heart because we're working as unto the Lord. And in verse 24, we're to submit to authority, knowing we'll receive an inheritance from the Lord. Do you see the common denominator there? It's not as unto man, it's as unto the Lord. It's pleasing to the Lord. It's out of reverence for the Lord. It's unto the Lord. And here's the thing, God will bless it. He has to. God will bless that child that obeys and honors their mother and their father. God will bless that employee who submits to and works hard as unto the Lord for that employer. And it goes both ways, employer. (laughs) God will bless you when you treat your employees fairly. And God will bless that wife who submits to the authority of her husband, even if he is a jerk. God's still going to bless it. God's going to bless you for doing that which He has commanded you and I to do. That's why. Well, this brings us to the how. That's the question, okay? If this is why we're to submit, then is it possible to submit? And if so, how? Yeah. It's what I like to call the how of the Holy Spirit enabling us and empowering us to do the what of the Holy Word. I'll take it further and 
say that absent the power of the Holy Spirit, you have no hope of being able to do anything that God has commanded you to do. And certainly as it relates to the Christian marriage, the Christian family. You know, what's interesting to me is that Paul, when writing about this, wives submitting to your husbands, husbands loving your wives, children obeying your parents, fathers don't embitter your children, workers work as unto the Lord for your employer and vice versa. In Ephesians 6, it's in the context of grieving the Holy Spirit. Why do I point that out? Because absent the Holy Spirit, you can forget it. You know, I need to be as clear, maybe even as blunt as I need to be, and say to you that some of you need the Holy Spirit in your marriage, in your life, in your home, and in your workplace. And that's the problem. And there's another problem. And the other problem is, is that I think we do err greatly when we focus on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And maybe one of the reasons for that is because the gifts are more outward, they're instant, whereas with fruit, well, (laughs) that takes time. That takes nurturing. That takes work. Because see, that fruit has to grow. And you know what the fruit of the Holy Spirit is, right? Oh, interesting. Fruit singular, not plural. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the fruit, Galatians 5, of the Holy Spirit is love. Now, when you have the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, what comes with that is joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And Paul writing to the churches in Galatia says, against such there is no law. Thanks for joining Pastor J.D. today on In Spirit and Truth. We know that this time in our nation is uncertain, but one thing remains steadfast. God is in control. We encourage you to spend time during this season in the Word, in prayer, and in the presence of God. As with many churches across our nation, Calvary Chapel Kaneohe is holding services online only. We would still love to worship with you virtually, so please join Pastor JD at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel as well to be notified when each week's service is made available. 
Pastor J.D. will continue to share his Mideast prophecy updates as well. In these, Pastor J.D. takes a critical look at the news and events happening around the globe and compares them with prophecies found in the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. You'll find these on YouTube or on our website. Again, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. We also know how essential prayer is during this time, and we want you to know we're constantly lifting our listeners up to the Lord. Is there anything specific we can be praying for you about? If so, send an email to us at office at calvarychapelkaneohe.com. That's office at calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Would you do the same for us, please? Keep Pastor J.D. and our church staff in your prayers, asking the Lord to guide us as we navigate this new and unexpected time in history. And of course, please keep our nation and our leaders in your prayers too, as well as all those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying, and thanks for tuning in to In Spirit and Truth.